Good morning, church. Welcome to the house of God. If you want to stand to your feet, so good to have you in the house of God. I think sometimes when we come in, we can feel like, oh my gosh, we've just made it. We've got it here. Tick on the box. We really want to encourage you this morning. As you've come into the house of God, whatever your week has looked like, you may feel like you're carrying a lot of baggage. You may be feeling like you're carrying a lot of weight. But what we want you to know this morning is that God is not scared of your baggage. God is not scared of the weight that you're carrying or the burdens that you're carrying. He desires for you to lay them down at His feet for Him to be able to carry them on your behalf and deal with them as He needs to. So as we sing this morning, as we worship our God, as we lift our voice to Him, may joy start to rise in your heart because the God that we serve is so, so strong enough and so great and so powerful that He is scared of nothing. Nothing that we're facing, nothing that we've done. If you feel like a really bad Christian this morning, don't worry. It's not about being a good Christian. It's about being a person that loves God, even despite our circumstances, yeah? So as we sing, nothing is impossible this morning. Nothing is impossible. To you, God, through you, I can do anything. Anything at all, yeah? Awesome.
can do the impossible, whether it's healing in your life, whether it's a financial breakthrough, yeah, whether it's mending a relationship, whatever it is that you are believing that God can do, He can. So let's tell Him this morning that I believe, I believe in You, I believe You can do all these things. I don't need to do it myself. Here we go, let's sing. I believe, I believe. I believe, I believe in you. I believe, I believe. I believe, I believe in you. I believe, I believe. I believe, I believe in you. I believe, I believe. I believe, I believe in you. Through you, I can do anything. I can do all things Cause it's you who gives me strength Nothing is impossible Through you, mine eyes are open Strongholds are broken I am living by faith Nothing is impossible Through you, I can do anything I can do all things Nothing is impossible through you. Blind eyes are open. Strongholds are broken. I am living by I believe, I believe in you. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we just worship you this morning. We rejoice in who you are. Thank you, Father. Lord Jesus, we just worship you today. We thank you for the freedom that we have in you. Lord, we thank you for the joy that is in you. We thank you for life that you give us, Lord, that you give us life to the fullness. And so God, Lord, this morning we just ask for your Holy Spirit to be with us. We ask for your Holy Spirit to tangibly be here, that Lord, we would experience your presence. Lord, that things that we are holding that are not of you, Lord, we would put them to the side. Things of the world that are taking our focus from you, Lord, we'd put them at your and your loving care. And Lord, that we would receive all joy that's available to us. We would receive all life that's available to us in Christ Jesus. So Lord, have your way in this gathering this morning. Lord, we thank you that we have an opportunity to gather together as people of you. Lord, to gather together as the body of Christ to rejoice in who you are. God, we worship you. We honour you. We give you all glory this morning. We give you all praise this morning. And Lord, we dwell in, in your, the fullness of life, the fullness of joy that is available to us. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, speak to us. Have your way. Have your way. Father, be glorified. 
Jesus, we worship you for everything that you have done. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Who's got joy in the house today? Who's excited to be here? Awesome. Because Jesus has done everything. Amen. He is victorious and He is worth being joyful about. There is full life in this house because of what God has done. So thank you. You uh, may be uh, seated. Thank you very much. Awesome. So I just want to welcome you to Activate this morning. Just say hello to the person beside you. Give them a high five. Excellent. It's great to have you here at our 9 a.m. gathering this morning. Now, if you are new to um, Activate, this is your first or second time, um, then on your way out of the building this morning, you'll be able to receive a new people's pack and uh, that has information about the church in there and it also has a coffee card that you can take and receive a free coffee. Who likes free stuff? Yeah, get yourself a free coffee. That's really cool. Now, who's had birthday or wedding anniversary in the last week? Anyone here? If you want to jump up. Hello, Max, is it? Max, come up, come up to the front church. Let's be seat. Let's uh, stand. Looks like Max is the only one. Birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, Gloria, yes, you can't sit down there. Happy birthday. Gloria's birthday on Thursday. Take yourself a chocolate. And church, we're just going to pray a blessing over Max and Gloria this morning. So let's stretch out your hands upon these two people and let's pray. So Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favor, prosperity, and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you both. Excellent. Happy birthday. Very cool. Well, Pastor Sheridan and Jan are down in Christchurch this weekend. Uh, Pastor Sheridan is ministering at Westside Church with Pastor Michael Brown. Uh, so we really pray that God would speak through him this morning and would be a blessing upon that church. Um, so that's where he is there this morning. Right, I'm going to invite Greg um, up to give us a testimony this morning. Oh, sorry, sorry, mix that up. Sorry to put you on the spot there. No, Marilyn's going to be sharing a testimony this morning. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> no wonder he looked confused there, and Marilyn's probably wondering what's going on too. No, Greg's, Greg's reading the scripture. And Marilyn is giving us a testimony. So let's put our hands together for Marilyn. Hi. Um, so I'd um, tell you a little bit about School of the Spirit that was on last weekend. It was so awesome. Um, we had um, Helen Calder, who's a prophet from um, Melbourne. Um, she was there and Pastor Sheridan and Pastor Phil Strong. Um, they were teaching us just different um, tips and techniques about hearing the voice of God, how to pray for people, how to prophesy over people, and there'd be activations where we'd get into a small group and, and bless each other, and, and the, the amazing thing is how hungry God is to speak to us, and how keen He is to use us to speak to other people, um, and if you just put yourself in a position where that can happen, He just speaks, and you hear something, and you bless somebody else, and, um, and everyone gets blessed in that situation. 
And near the end of, of the Saturday, they were then talking about um, how to pray for healing, how to get words of knowledge, and then how to pray for healing. And at the end of that section, there was an activation. You just, okay, anyone who needs prayer, stand up. Um, and those of us who didn't stand up would stand around somebody and pray for them. And so myself, my husband, and Tim um, were praying for this person. And um, yeah, they said, oh, they had some tinnitus and hearing loss. And so, okay, well, let's pray for that. And he sort of mentioned on a side that there were a few other bits and pieces, but we won't go there because that's too much. That'll take too long. So we prayed for his hearing and what he could tell in the relatively noisy room because there were a lot of people praying. Um, his left ear came completely right. The tinnitus virtually disappeared, and there was just a smidge left in his right ear that, that was a bit stubborn and didn't want to go away. Um, and then um, my husband said, oh, there's something wrong with your neck, isn't there? And he goes, yeah. And he said, oh, yeah, it looks, looks a bit stiff. So we prayed for that, and then he could do this. And then, again, my husband said, there's something wrong with your shoulders, isn't there? And he said, yeah, both of them. Yeah, they're both frozen. And, and he could do this with his shoulders. And so the three of us prayed for that, and he could put them both up like that. And then he'd mentioned that he had something wrong with the knee. So we said, okay, let's go for the knee. And he said, yeah, I'd had a torn meniscus, and it was, it was you know, sore. It hurts to use it. And, um, and Tim had his hand on his knee, and, and as we were praying, he felt something pop. And he could do this without any pain whatsoever. So, so one person got blessed with hearing, tinnitus, neck, two shoulders, and a knee healed. Yay, God! <laughs> oh. and, and the coolest thing is, because this is an activation session, the person who had never prayed for anybody out loud before, the person who wasn't really sure how well he could hear the voice of God, um, was the one getting all the words of knowledge. That was God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Isn't God a generous God, eh? He doesn't just heal one thing. He heals a multiple of things. Freedom in the name of Jesus. Excellent. Well, Greg, would you like to come and share the scripture with us this morning? You thought I was going to put you on the spot with a testimony, eh? You're quickly trying to think of one. <laughs> Bless you. Morning, everyone. Uh, today's scripture or psalm is Psalm 50. The Lord, the mighty one, is God, and he has spoken. He has summoned all humanity from where the sun rises to where it sets. From Mount Zion, the perfection of beauty, God shines in glory and glorious radiance. Our God approaches, and he is not silent. Fire devours everything in his way, and a great storm rages around him. He calls on the heavens above and earth below to witness the judgment of his people. Bring my faithful people to me, those who made a covenant with me by giving sacrifices, then let the heavens proclaim his justice, for God himself will be the judge. O my people, listen as I speak. Here are my charges against you, O Israel. I am God, your God. I have no complaint about your sacrifices or the burnt offerings you constantly offer, but I do not need the bulls from your barns or the goats from your pens, for all the animals of the forests are mine, and I own the cattle on a thousand hills. I know every bird on the mountains and all the animals of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for all the world is mine and everything in it. Do I eat the meat of bulls? Do I drink the blood of goats? Make thankfulness your sacrifice to God, and keep the vows you made to the Most High. Then call on me when you are in trouble, and I will rescue you, and you will give me glory. But God says to the wicked, Why bother reciting my decrees and pretending to obey my covenant? For you, you refuse my discipline and treat my words like trash. When you see thieves, you approve of them, and you spend your time with adulterers. 
Your mouth is filled with wickedness and your tongue is full of lies. You sit around and slander your brother, your own mother's son. While you did all this, I remained silent and you thought I didn't care. But now I rebuke you, listening, listing all my charges against you. Repent, all of you who forget me, or I will tear you apart and no one will help you. But giving thanks is a sacrifice that truly honors me. If you keep to my path, I will reveal to you the salvation of God. Lord, we just thank you for your word this morning. Lord, we thank you that your word um, is powerful, Lord. And we just, we reflect on that word. We just thank you for your word. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you for your provision, for your freedom, for your life, for your joy. And God, we just worship you this morning. church when you're ready if you just want to stand to your feet and we're just going to enter back into a time of worship thank you team
Our God is greater. Our God is greater. Our God is stronger. God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power. Our God. Our God. Our God is greater. focused on themselves, on, on the issues at hand, at things that are, are weighing them down, things that they're focused on. 
and that God would say, lift your eyes from what you're focusing on. Lift your eyes from the situations at hand. Lift your eyes from the burdens that you're feeling upon your life and look to me, Jesus, victorious, sitting at the right-hand side of the Father, interceding on your behalf. This song is talking about nothing, that God is able to do everything, that there is nothing impossible for God. And so lift your eyes from from yourself, from those situations. Lift them up to God. Feel the release, the freedom that is available to us in Christ Jesus. And walk into that joy. Walk into that life that God has for you. And worship Him. Rejoice in the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. If that's you here this morning, you need to just step into a place where you're lifting your eyes. Look at Him. Focus on Him as we worship our God. when he praised God there was such truth in what he said because man man soul why are you downcast soul why are you downcast you know where are you God he asked those questions God is not scared of those questions God is not scared of you feeling down 
He's not scared of us having a down day or struggling in our situation. The other day I was driving to work and oh my gosh, the morning was horrendous. My husband and I both left the house just feeling like, we just made it out the door. But the night before my husband had put on a nice song of praise that helped me to get me out of my stank. So that day as I drove my son to daycare, I put on a song of joy on, on, on the song and in my gritted teeth I sung the words and it looked horrendous and it sounded horrendous and my attitude stank. However, by the time I got not too far from the house, my soul started to change as I decided to come in line with what I'm singing. So we can come into the house of God and not feel like worshipping. We can come into the house and, and feel in a stank. Whatever our morning has been, that's okay. But what's not okay is that we stay in that place. God desires a people that would stand and rise and sing through gritted teeth, if need be, the truth about Him. So we're going to sing, Our God Reigns, because that is truth. So whether you're standing in stank right now, whether you're standing in joy, wherever you're at, we're going to sing truth. So wherever you are, stand together united, lifting up the greatness of God and just watch what God does. Just watch what happens to your soul as you lift your voice and you sing truth to the one, the true, the only reigning supreme God that sits upon the throne that cares and loves about us in our situation right now. Yeah.
you reign supreme, there is none like you, Father. God, you are our forgiver. God, you reign supreme. King of kings and Lord of lords, there's no one that is greater. There's no one that is stronger than you. Oh, Lord, you are mighty, mighty, mighty. Our God reigns. He's placed you seated in heavenly places, seated with Christ Jesus, that you'd reign with Him. So, Father, I ask that, Lord, your anointing, the revelation of what it is to know that we reign with Christ Jesus. Lord, not because of what we have done, but all that Jesus did on the cross. Thank you, Jesus, for your awesome sacrifice. That you reign, that you conquer death and sin. That you live forever victorious. Awesome, mighty God. Lord, we praise you. Lord, we thank you. 
Lord, we receive from you. Hallelujah. Our God reigns. Why don't you just begin to express your thanks to the Lord. Say thank you to Him. Thank you, Lord, for you are my reigning God. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness toward me. Thank you for your goodness towards my household. Thank you that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Hallelujah. We praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, I'm reminded of what the psalmist said in Psalm 16. You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. Father, thank you in your presence there is joy. Thank you there is freedom. Thank you there is liberty, there's life, there's hope, there's peace, there's love, there's strength, there's security. Thank you for your presence, Lord. Hallelujah. Isn't it a privilege to serve the Lord? Absolutely is. It's wonderful to be in His presence. Wonderful to praise Him, to worship Him, to declare who He is. God bless you. Take a seat. Thank you so much, team. How are we doing, church? Good, good to see you. Really, really good to see you. As, Luke, uh, as Caleb said, I often call Caleb Luke and Luke Caleb. I get them mixed up for some reason. quite haven't worked that out why. But uh, as Caleb said, Pastor Sheridan and Janet in Christchurch for the weekend, they're having a wonderful time. But I want to invite Luke to come up. Luke has been serving in youth ministry for a decade, 10 years. It's a long time. So let's give them a hand. And uh, Luke has decided to uh, pursue some studies uh, in psychology and political science. Sociology. Oh, sociology. Yeah. yeah, and what's the plan after that? Uh, plan after that would be eventually to plant a church and, yeah, go from there. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. So, Luke, we want to say thank you for 10 years. And can I just ask one or two to come up and let's pray with Luke and bless him. And so maybe one or two leaders can join me. That would be great. And uh, thank you, Luke. Yeah. What's been the highlight? Uh, definitely youth. And de- working with Nari, as Nari just said, and Caleb, and Owen, and uh, and Alan. Um, no, definitely seen transformation in youth lives. That's always the best. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? Why don't you lead us up in prayer, Caleb? Uh, Lord, we just thank you for Luke. Lord, I just thank you for the incredible um, job that he's done, Lord. And Lord, I just thank you for who he is, Lord, that you have created him, um, Lord, to make a difference in this world. And Lord, we thank you for the, the 10 years or more of service dedicated to youth ministry in this church. And we just thank you that you have seen everything that he has done. Lord, you have seen all the hours. Lord, you've seen his heart for the youth for the leaders and Lord you've seen all that none of it's gone to waste and Lord I thank you for the fruitfulness that that we have seen people uh, one into the kingdom of God youth um, being being uh, yeah, growing in their understanding and their relationship with you and we just pray your blessing upon those youth 
that he has influenced in, that, Lord, you would guard their hearts. And, Lord, right now as Luke prepares and uh, to move into this new chapter of his life, this new season for him, into studies, God, we just pray your, your blessing upon that, Lord, that he would have every success. Lord, he would do really well there. And that, Lord, you would continue to be intimate with him. You would continue to draw him into your presence. And, Lord, that you'd continue to give him that vision for uh, planting that church one day wherever that may be. And so, God, we just pray your blessing to rest upon him, your favor to rest upon him, Lord. May he know the smile of God upon him as he closes this door. We pray a blessing upon him and Aaron too as they prepare to get uh, married later in the year. We just pray a blessing upon his finances as he studies upon everything he puts his hands to and everyone that he comes in contact to. And I just pray, Lord, that the university would be an incredible place where he would have great influence there. Lord, people that don't know you, that come across Luke's path, and Luke would be able to share your life and your love upon those people. So we just bless him in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. So, Father, we stand with Luke, and we... As Caleb has prayed, we thank you, Lord, for a decade of service. Father, I pray that, Lord, as Luke goes into the next decade, may it be marked with your presence. May it be marked, Lord, with your purpose. Lord, may he know that you're leading his every step of the way. And so, Luke, we release you with the blessing of God to soar in the wings of the Spirit of God, that you would reach the destiny, you would reach what he has set for you, for his glory in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Bless you, Luke. Yeah. Let's give them a hand again. Wonderful. So, uh, in, um, in the interim, uh, Luke uh, has established a great team which will continue to lead through youth until a permanent appointment has been made. So, watch this space. That could be you. Who knows? You might be the next youth leader. Well, wouldn't that be amazing, Nairi? <laughs> Nairi's really enthusiastic about that one. So, no, that's cool. Thank you, Wayne. It's very, very good. My Bible and bits and pieces here, and we're fine. Glasses, no glasses today. Guess what? They broke just as I was sitting there. So, we'll see how we go with no glasses. So, that will be fun. Isn't it wonderful today we have a baptism? Podge and a daughter, and uh, at the end of this morning's gathering, they will be water baptized. So I'm only going to go for a short moment, and then Podge and a daughter will come back, and Gloria and I will have the, the privilege with, with you of seeing them go through the waters of baptism. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, yeah, that's very, very good. Well, as you know, we've been walking through the book of Philippians, and uh, last time we we caught up, we spoke about Philippians chapter 3, and I just want to give a brief, brief um, overview of that because it's going to be important for what I want to say in a couple of moments. So <clears throat> John said this of Jesus, that he came full of grace and full of truth. And so we had grace and we had truth. And we spoke about if you take grace too far or truth too far, neither of those places are healthy. If one takes truth too far, it ends up in a place of legalism. 
And I shared an example of when I was a young teenager, about 12 or 13 years of age, my uncle who was, I would say more over this side here to be kind, he said to me, Ray, you may call yourself a Christian, but you won't be saved unless you come to my church. And I thought, really? Really? And uh, as I looked through the Bible, I never found anywhere in the Word of God where it said, you must go to Uncle Martin's church to be saved. You must believe in Jesus Christ to be saved. On the other side here, we spoke about this thing called lawlessness, which is excessive grace, where things just go too far out. We talked about our life runs on two tracks. Jesus wants us to run on grace and truth. Grace is the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to do what God has called us to do. We also spoke about legalism as a place of fear. Truth brings freedom. Grace brings favor. And lawlessness will bring fantasy. We could just go on and on with these things. Legalism is all about religion. The truth, God has called us to rest. The grace of God enables us to be restored. Psalm 23. Lawlessness means we're a rebel. Do you want another one? Okay, here we go. Legalism is about control. And I, I shared, uh, Wendy correct me afterwards because I didn't tell the story quite right. So I better correct it for her sake. She said, uh, well, Wendy's mum uh, was involved with a group of women that um, met in a small group. You could call it an activate group or a life group or a home group. And uh, the woman that was leading this group said to Wendy's mum, you need to uh, chuck out your children's toys and their clothes because they're not of God. And uh, so Wendy's mum did this, and Wendy was really upset because her toys were going in the rubbish bin, her clothes were going in the rubbish bin. And one day, Wendy's mum said, oh, look, I don't think this is right. And the leader of the group said, in fact, Wendy's mum said, I don't think this is right because this is what the Word of God says. And the leader of the group said this, and this is shocking. She said, I don't care what the Word of God says, God told me. Isn't that dangerous? Isn't that dangerous? So it's about control. Truth convicts, the grace of God gives us courage, but taken too far, lawlessness means we come complacent. We could go on and on and on. And so we spoke about those things. God wants us to live in grace and truth. That's where he wants us to be. If we're over on the legalism side, it's going to be full of fear, rules, regulations, rituals. Typically, it leads to abuse of people. And if people are too far on this lawless side, it's all about neglect. God wants his church to be in the zone of grace and truth. And guess what? We can't do this by ourselves. We cannot do it by ourselves. We can only do it through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And what I've come to observe is that people 
will always run two tracks. We can either run the grace and truth track as Jesus wants us to run it. We might run a track of truth going over to legalism. Or we might run a, a track of grace going to lawlessness. And in many ways, and I said this represents what we see in the Eastern world today. And this very much represents what we see in the Western world. So that was the foundations to Philippians 3. But this is what I want to add to it this morning. And we're not going to get through all of this, but we'll go with what we've got. How's that? So I want to look at some truth. And if you've got your Bibles, turn to Philippians 3. Philippians 3. And we're going to start off at... I might have to get Wayne to read it. <laughs> I will. I'll have to get you to read it when I'm ready. It's, it's okay. It's okay. So just as well, my notes here in large print. I want to share with you some really, really important things that Paul begins to address in Philippians 3 verses um, 11 through to 14. And he talks about some of the truths that God is. And so I'm just saying our life is built on grace and truth. What are some of the truths? Here's a truth. God is holy. That's a truth. God has called you and me to be holy. Guess what? You and I can't do that by ourselves. Here's another truth. God is good. Here's our response to that truth. Be good or give thanks and express the goodness of God through our lives. Here's another truth. God is creator. Here's the grace of God working in our lives. Romans 12 verse 6. Use your gifts. Here's another truth. God is righteous. Here's the grace of God that works in our lives. I'm righteous. Romans 5. We could go on and on and on. Here's another truth. God is one. Here's the grace. We are one with him. And this is so, so amazing. There is no other faith. There is no other religion in the world. Sorry, can you guys see that okay? Here. There's no other religion, no other faith in the world that has this beautiful picture of grace. Christianity is the only faith in the world that has the grace of God, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to live like Jesus. And when we walk in truth, and grace, or grace and truth, we are being like God has called us to be. We are being like Jesus. And so God's Holy Spirit gives us the power to be holy, to do good, to use our gifts the way He wants to, to know that we are righteous, because it's all founded on these truths, that God is good, God is creator, God is righteous. And here, this is the great truth, isn't it? God is love. God is love. 
And through the grace of God, we are called to love one another. It's simple. But that's the truth track. And here's the grace that God gives us that we can know these truths. And what I love, what I absolutely love about God's enabling of His Holy Spirit, that His grace gives us revelation of these truths in our lives. When those revelations come, as we live, to live out these grace aspects, our walk with the Lord becomes closer and closer, brighter and brighter. So do you want to read uh, Philippians chapter 3, verse uh, 11 to us, Wayne? Eleven says, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Twelve? Okay, twelve. Not that I've already obtained all of this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of what Christ Jesus took hold of me. So Paul says, not that I've already arrived. What are you saying? This is what I'm trying to arrive at. And I haven't arrived at all of that stuff yet. I wish I was totally holy, but I haven't got there yet. I wish I, the goodness of God would come through me in every circumstance, but it doesn't quite do. I wish my gifts were always used for God's glory, but it's not always like that. I wish I always did the right thing, but I don't always do it. I wish I always loved people, but I don't always do it. Paul is saying, this is where I want to be, but this is where I am at the moment. I'm on a journey, but there's a gap. This is where I want to be, but I'm not quite there yet. Who's like that? Who feels a bit of a gap? I want to be here, but I'm not quite there. There's a gap, and guess what? We've all got the gap. We've all got the gap, so enjoy the gap. You could turn to your neighbor and say, how's your gap? Because we've all got one. We've all got one where God wants us to be, but we're not quite there yet. So Paul, what he does, he gives us the gap. I was going to say the gap theory. He gives us the answer to deal with a gap in our lives because everybody has this gap. So I'm going to... Right... I don't know if I've got time to give you this gap theory. How are you going, Podge? You're, you're all set? Podge and Adora are about to be water baptised. I'm, I'm just going to hold you right here. There's a gap. There's a gap. <laughs> There's a gap. And Paul gives the answer to fill the gap. But you're going to have to wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, Tara. Tara gave me the most terrible look. <laughs> All right. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you one thing of what Paul said. He said two things to fill the gap. Two really important things that you and I must know, need to know, and need to put in action. The first one is perspective, your perspective, and the second one is your posture. Paul said this thing. I press on. I press on. I think it's a very good thing to know is I press on. When I've got a gap, I don't look back. I just press on. 
I take another step. I've still got a gap, but I just keep pressing on. It's winter and it's cold. I just press on. I don't feel like getting up in the morning and doing what I need to do, but I just press on. I just press on. And Paul says this thing, Christ possessed me that I might possess him. When, when Jesus came into Wayne's life, Jesus goes, he's in my image. This man, my desire for him is to develop him so he comes like me. That's what Jesus wants to do. God's desire for Anne, the moment that Jesus came into your life, his desire is to fully develop you so when the Father sees you, he sees Jesus. Isn't that incredible? God chose Jeremy. Jesus chose you. Jesus came into Jeremy's life. So the moment that the Father looks at Jeremy, he sees Jesus. That perspective, that focus, you can say it like this. Jesus came into me, so when the Father looks at me, he sees Jesus. That perspective is critical to keep pressing on, to keep pressing on, to keep pressing on. Jesus has possessed, as Paul says, has filled us, has come into our lives that his image would be seen in our lives by our Heavenly Father. That has got to be good news. And here's one of the things Paul says, then he goes on, forgetting the past. Forgetting the past, I press on. Do you know, some of us find it pretty easy to forget things. You know, you can talk to somebody and uh, they might say, you just told me that five minutes ago. And you can say, really? I thought I was talking to somebody else. <laughs> is, is it Wayne? Is that right? It has happened to me, don't worry. So, <laughs> um, but the thing is with this gap theory, we've all got it. We do things that we shouldn't do and say things that we shouldn't say. I mean, I, I say to things to Wendy that I shouldn't say, but she said things to me that she shouldn't have said too. But <laughs> <laughs> I've just created a gap, haven't I? But guess what? She's not here. She doesn't know, and you won't tell her. <laughs> well, at least I hope you won't. <laughs> uh, so, so perspective and the next thing is posture Paul says look forward don't look back forget what is behind <clears throat> forget what's behind we tend to focus on what we should forget and forget what we should focus on I'll say it again we tend to forget what we should focus on and focus on what we should forget. So Paul is saying, forget the past. Now he's not saying, don't deal with the past, don't face the issues that you need to. But your achievements, the things that you achieved so well, yesterday, last year, years ago, forget them. Press on to this great goal of being like Jesus. Your desire needs to press forward to be like the Lord. I think of one person in the scripture who, who looked back, and you can find out about that in, in uh, Genesis chapter 19. Uh, it's about Lot's wife. She turned back. She became a monument in the past. A monument rather than one that had motion and movement that goes forward, that presses on. 
And so God's call to us to grow in truth and grace, not that we've arrived at all these things. We're on a journey. There's a gap. But to deal with the gap, you press on. You keep on. I see the perspective that God wants to develop himself into me. Forget the past. Forget the achievements. Good. The things that are good. The things that are not so good. To press in to who he is for us. Isn't that good? Very, very good. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Jesus. The press on. And God wants us to be a church. God wants us to be a people that know what it is, is to press on. That can press through. That can press through to the other side. God is glorified in that. He really, really is. Let's close our eyes and uh, bow our heads. Father, I thank you for your word this morning. Father, I thank you for the wonderful example given through the life of the Apostle Paul. Although he hadn't arrived, and Lord, nor have we arrived, we're on this journey. Lord, help us to take the only response, the one to press on, the one to push through, the one to push into all that you have for us. And wherever we are today, Lord, whether our view is in the rear vision mirror, we're looking back, carrying things that we should let go, knowing things that we should lay down, failures, even successes. Father, I pray that we can lay them at the feet of the cross and look to Jesus, the author, the finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising its shame, and is sat down at the right hand of the Father. So, Father, we thank you for the incredible privilege it is to gather together to worship you, to praise you. If you're here this morning and you haven't made a decision to serve Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, maybe you're trapped in looking back into the past, knowing that God is wanting to call you to look into the, into the future to see Him, the author, the finisher of your faith. If that's you this morning, where every eye is closed and every head is bowed, can you give me a wave? That's cool. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I pray your blessing on those who have raised their hands. Father, I pray that, Lord, through your grace, that you'd lift us all and that we would walk, Father, I pray, on the track of grace and truth, knowing that every step we take, you're with us, knowing that your grace empowers us to be like Jesus whenever and wherever. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. Well, God bless you, church. It's great to be with you this morning. It's my pleasure now to ask Podge and her daughter to come forward. They're going to be water baptized. Isn't that wonderful? Let's give them a hand as they come. Gloria is going to uh, be assisting with water baptizing them this morning, so that's great. So Gloria is going to speak on their behalf, which is wonderful. So thank you, Gloria.
Hi, well it's a real privilege to be here with Podge and Tamea today. Um, Podge and Tamea came along to the Enderley Outreach and, um, and from that journey God has been calling them closer and closer to him which is really cool. In June um, last year, uh, Podge's, one of Podge's elder sons had a horrific car accident and was in intensive care and not expected to live and it was just a horrific journey for them. Um, and in that time, Podge and, and the family were coming to church and and um, <laughs> and Podge was sitting beside me and Sheridan started speaking and he was talking on grace, just like Ray's talking on grace today. There's something about grace. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and Podge knew that the nurse that was nursing Hayden's name was Grace. And when Sheridan said about the word grace, she thought, oh my goodness, that's Hayden's nurse's name. And she looked at me and she thought, you could see on her face, she was just questioning me like, oh, that's, that's Hayden's, Hayden's nurse's name, Grace. And then Sheridan didn't know about Hayden being in the hospital and having had this horrific car accident. And he started to use an example in his, in his speaking about an accident and a helicopter coming to rescue the person who had been in an accident. And this was just Hayden's journey. <laughs> and um, Podge was looking at me like, what's happening here? Is this a setup? Have you set me up? <laughs> um, and yeah, and just with that, as, as we were sitting there, um, Podge had this scripture drop in her head, for God so loved the world that he gave his only forgotten son. And she said to this day, she didn't know that scripture. God just dropped it in her head. And then Sheridan spoke it out. <laughs> So she knew that God had his hand on her life and was calling her. And um, it's a real privilege here today to stand with Tamea and Podge and just say, thank you, Lord, <laughs> for drawing us closer. So, yeah, it's a cool journey. And Hayden has had a miraculous recovery. Um, so through much prayer, he has learned to walk and talk again and is living with his dad in Australia now. And, um, yeah, that's a real cool testament of God's, God's healing power. Yeah. I think we should give the Lord a hand for that. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. What a wonderful journey. It's wonderful, the grace of God who carries and lifts us. So who's going to be water baptized first? <laughs> okay. Father God, we do just thank you for Podge. We thank you for calling her to you. Father God, I thank you for her obedience to you and taking this step and, um, and just loving you. Thank you for the blessing that you have for her ahead. Podge, according to your declaration of faith, we now baptise you in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit.
Isn't that awesome? Yeah, wonderful. Roger's daughter is now going to come forward and to Maya and be water baptized. So when Tamaya has been water baptized, I'll ask one or two to come out in the front and uh, we'll pray with them. If you have a word, be ready to come and share it. Father, we thank you for Tamea. We thank you for such a young, beautiful heart for you, Father God. Just the truth that she has of you in her heart. And I thank you for her obedience to you, Lord Jesus, and her love for you. That is just so evident in her life. Thank you for calling her, Lord, I pray. Tamea, because of your confession of faith in Jesus, your Lord and Saviour, we now baptise you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Isn't that awesome? Let's give her another hand. We're going to sing, but if you have a word, word of encouragement, a prophetic word, can I ask you to come and, and gather around Podge and Tamea as we pray? And I'm going to hand it over to the team and Caleb. So thank you very much.
to sit stand at our feet and praise our God. We just thank you for your presence that's been here this this morning. And Lord, we thank you that your presence never leaves us. That as we leave this building today and as we uh, go about the rest of our day and into the week ahead, Lord, that your presence is with us. Lord, that we have uh, joy and being in relationship with you. We have life from that and we have freedom in your name. So God, I just thank you for um, our church. I thank you for every person. Um, in this place here, every family represented, we just pray your blessing and your favor upon us. May we be your hands and feet in Hamilton City in this week ahead. May we make a difference in people's lives. May we walk in grace and truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. Well, it's been wonderful having you guys with us this morning at the nine o'clock um, yeah, gathering. At 6 p.m. tonight, we've got Luke speaking. Um, So I encourage you to come along and and, uh, be a part of that gathering. 